we got Pat Corain, Yards Per Gretch, Davis Maddock, your hair. I haven't seen your hair down like this in a, in a while. It looks good, buddy. You're muted. Pulling a... Uh-oh. Look at this. <laughs> I can hear, like hear background noise, but not Davis. Everyone savor this. These are those few moments where you don't hear Davis talking on a show that he's on. Really just soak it in. <laughs> wow. So you're saying we can just talk and talk and talk? and No, yeah. <laughs> no I'm back to cut you guys off. <laughs> it was a joyous few minutes. Uh, how's it uh, going, Davis? It's uh, it's good. I was just doing some yard work, so I didn't have didn't have my hair up. You know, the the life of a suburban homeowner. What yard work? I couldn't. It's it's ten degrees here. What is it where you are right now? Jesus Christ, my lights are a mess. Uh, it's it is also like ten degrees, but I was cleaning up after my dogs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, have you started to get excited about uh the playoff challenge here? Yeah, I was just registering some teams this morning, and uh, I mean, it feels like. There are just some very clear angles where the boomers who play on FFPC are are going to be very different than uh, than us. Which, um, you know, provided uh, Derrick Henry and the Titans don't uh, make the Super Bowl, I think should be good. Yes, and uh, you know we're going to do the tightrope walk today of unveiling some uh, ownership projections while not necessarily stealing Hassan's thunder for the Boomer Opto reveal tomorrow night. Uh, that'll be at our normal time, nine fifteen. Hassan and Blair will be joining us. Um, Gretch, I know you have been uh, typing up a storm in our our Discord chat with Leone and Pat. Any new revelations on uh, this contest since we last talked yesterday? I wouldn't say any big new ones. I'm excited for Davis's. I mean, he, he starts with fading Derrick Henry. He knows how to, to play to the crowd a little bit. Any chance we get to fade Derrick Henry around here, we're, we're very happy to do I it. can't wait for 2022 when he bears me again. Yes. Yeah, Pat and, I, Pat and I did a podcast the other day where we realized that he's going to turn 29. and Pat, Because I was like, Pat, we can't do this again. And Pat's like, he's 29, coming off the foot injury. And I was like, great. All right, no bring it on. <laughs> we're fading him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Pat, you, it feels it. like uh, your first pass at ownership projections. Is it in a in a good spot or uh, still a very fluid situation? No, I think it's in a good spot. Um, looking at some projections, a couple different sets of projections, which helped me feel like I landed on the right uh, ownership. I was talking to Hassan, and he's always got his finger on the pulse of the boomer, so he helped me uh, correct a couple <laughs> spots. Ben helped me correct a couple spots. Uh, so I'm feeling good, feeling good about uh, some of these like 50-50 situations that I was really unsure about. Once you start like projecting, you know, the teams that need to get faded a lot and where the quarterbacks are going to go, it all sorts to start to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And so let, let's just start very high level here. Um, obviously, you can build a super team in this contest. You can literally pick whatever plays you want. You can hashtag play the best plays, but that play whoever you want, <laughs> play whoever you want, but it necessarily isn't necessarily your best path to winning this contest. So the conversation we were starting to hit on yesterday with Daigle was, you know, how unique do you have to get? And there's going to be lots of these situations where there's two, maybe three, maybe four guys on a team that are viable um, but one is the better play, you know, they're just going to project for more points. So what we're going to kind of go through. And I think the whole, you know, crux of this contest is how much are you willing to sacrifice from a projected point standpoint, you know, to be a little bit more unique off of the chalk lineup. So, um, 
Pat, how are, how are you thinking about that? At least right now, as far as, you know, what the field's doing versus how unique we need to get in some of these spots. I think that, you know, as, as doing the ownership made me just reminded me that you don't have to even get that unique uh, because like, you know, you're looking at Deontay Johnson, for example, I had him at one point in at, at single digit ownership. Now I think that's wrong. I, I have him in the teens now, but you're kind of, but even then, I mean, you know, team's number one wide receiver will probably be in the teens because of how many people are going to have to fade uh, Pittsburgh. You look at uh, T Higgins, I think is ultimately probably going to get squeezed because Mixon is someone that, that is pretty easy to go to. Uh, you know, I, I, I ultimately think the Arizona running backs are going to be pretty low owned unless we get news. Oh, for uh, sure. because yeah, people just don't want to play that guessing game. So you could probably get, you know, the, the higher owned of those two will probably, probably be in single digits is how I have it right now. So um, there's like lots of spots where you're picking a kind of a no brainer, like very middle of the road, like solid DFS play, like nothing crazy. And uh, they will be, you know, 15% or less. What do you guys think? Should we just dive in here? I think we decided we're going to go maybe team by team. Obviously some of these teams won't have as much of a conversation surrounding them. Do you have a spot you want to start Pat? Yeah, uh, well, we can just go by team by team in alphabetical order if that's if that works for you. Let's, let's do it. Okay. What does that do? I got the share. Yeah, I, alphabetical order. I'm like, good well, luck. Share, <laughs> bring this. Bring the screen up. <laughs> I was. I'm not oh, gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe give a little zoom here on your on your screen just so it's yep. a little bit bigger. Yep. Uh, good. And I should also mention, so Pat's going to, of course, be updating these throughout the week. We're also going to make this available in the Ship Chasing Discord. If you are uh, a member, you will have access to that. We will post that in there, and you can get the updated version as the week progresses. Um, so right out of the gate, Pat, we have Arizona DST as the as the most popular Arizona play. That's how I have it right now. I uh, people I want people couple... want to fade Arizona, right? Because they're going to be playing chalk. I have Cup as the chalkiest player that I think I've ever projected in the contest. And what we saw last year was that LA was the chalk defense going against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who are both like it was sort of like picked up one of those wide receivers. Don't think about it too hard. Play the defense on the other side and move on. And I think we're going to get that. This year, except you just pick Cup. I mean, Cup's kind of a no-brainer. And then, you know, you can talk yourself in a scenario where it's like Stafford throws a pick six, Cup smashes, Rams win. I'm already got. I've already got a huge lead. So, uh, I think Arizona will ultimately be the chalk D. Now, I think that'll change if we get Connor. Like Connor going so low is basically like bringing up Arizona as a fair amount of fades. The kicker I have fairly high as well. Uh, not too much pure fade, but I just think that you, no one's going to want to jam Zach Ertz. You know, Pete were Pete was yelling at me and Davis for touting him in the in the summer. People just don't oh, like let's it, not so. bring shame, this. It's up. a shame. It's a shame that people didn't want Ertz, Gerald. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, but you know we can't change people's minds here. We, we just got to predict what they're going to do, and I don't think that Ertz is going to be like thirty percent owned which is kind of what you need in order for some kind of fade not to be popular unless we get Connor. Davis, scratch anything jump out to you looking at this uh, Cardinals run? 
Well, this is, uh, it's already interesting to me because basically a huge chunk of this contest is figuring out which dog can not only win, but maybe even win multiple games. And to me, Arizona is like a great definition of that because they have great players. Like the really, the, the when you, you start criticizing Arizona, you basically start with their head coach. But if Cliff just like randomly runs into uh, not being a donkey for one game, like Arizona is a good team. And so, like, could they make the Super Bowl? Can they beat the Buccaneers? Like, yeah, to me, they easily can. Like, I so I I wonder if if they have to go through uh, Green Bay most likely. They have a horrible. They have a horrible. <laughs> yeah, they have a horrible route. But I mean, but even even two games of Kyler, two games of Kirk, like that is pretty interesting to me. And then, you know, James Conner's been playing through this heel injury. Like, there certainly is a scenario where. Edmonds is back. Connor re-injures his heel. Edmonds doesn't play. Connor's in there. Like both of those are are pretty intriguing spots to me. I and, and I look at it and see the receivers. I mean, I think even if they're one and done, I mean, people are going to be really interested in playing Ertz um, or the D, like we're projecting here, and and the kicker. But I mean, Kirk is is vaguely interesting. Certainly can hit on a long play and, and be their highest scoring player. I mean, I I'm not going to tout AJ Green, but like if you want we to need, play AJ Green the thirty-five dollar? Like, like yeah. AJ Green could be their optimal play in a loss. Uh, no, I like the winning thing. The other thing I would say for them uh, on, on in a scenario where like maybe you're playing Kyler, I think I would play it as San Fran beating Dallas because, like Pat mentioned, Arizona would have to go to Green Bay. Otherwise, I don't really think I'm not really giving Philly a great chance to beat Tampa. But you need one of those upsets to get. Yeah, you could do it with the Tampa loss as well. You could do it with the Tampa loss as well, but either way, you you need one of those upsets to get Arizona to not have to go to Lambeau in the second round. And then, I mean, even if they have to go to Lambeau in the conference championship, there's probably past to Kyler being the optimal QB with Green Bay then being Just the Super Bowl. to be run so much. Yeah, be, like maybe Rodgers isn't that great in a three-game scenario. Maybe it's a Green Bay-Tennessee Super Bowl, and so there's not necessarily a clear AFC quarterback. And uh, Kyler has some some big games in their two wins and, and get in their conference championship run. And, like, you know, obviously in the Green Bay Super Bowl, Adams is going to pop really, really big. And so there could be some ways that Kyler could work that way. But, yeah, I would probably play it with an upset in one of the other NFC games. That makes sense. Yeah, and, um, and Silas notes that, um, you know, if Evans is out, Connor will be a smash. If Evans is out, I, we're going to have to scrap this whole uh, – everything about Arizona is wrong if Evans is out. Yeah. So the chalk D is going to come way down. No one's going to want to play it like that. Everyone's still going to play cup, but then you can play it as kind of a high scoring game with Connor. Um, he'll be super chalky. The D's will, will have to go somewhere else. It's going to change up basically a ton about the entire contest. New England would probably is, catch is a lot more Is this game on D. Saturday or Sunday? I think it's Monday. Right? Yeah. This oh, is you're Monday right. Game. It is, it is yeah. the Monday game. So we're not going to know. You're we're not we're gonna, probably we're, not going to know. We're not going to know. Right. Which is so that. That's like a super interesting angle, right? It's like I'm playing James Conner at at 11%, but he might be you know, had we if if that came out tomorrow, he'd be what 35ish or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, running back he'd is be, pretty thin. It's something that we're going to go through overall and so yeah, he'd probably get jammed. I mean, I, I think 35. he'd be So Dobbins was in the mid 20s last year. Uh uh Nick Chubb was 32% last year. Those feel like pretty decent comps for Connor. Um, I think he'd come in around around there. But 
acres was like uh, what ten percent last year. I, so you know you could you could end up in kind of an acre situation where you're taking on risk, but you're getting a lot of outsized upside. Yeah, um, that will be an interesting one. Let's. Uh, who do we have up next? Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Let me get them. Just some amazing spreadsheet work from from Pat Curry. Pat is a freak in the sheets. <laughs> and the streets All right, a freak in the spreadsheets. So this was one we were talking to Daigle yesterday uh, on the show, and he was talking about Devin Singletary. Pete, you were mentioning Devin Singletary's underdog ADP coming up. Ultimately, I still have Diggs as the chalk here. Part of me just feels like if they were priced, you know, at the same price on DraftKings this week, like everyone would be jamming Diggs. Like I don't know, it's just hard for me to imagine that Singletary would be played ahead of Diggs straight up. I I have Allen slightly ahead of where he was last year, but it does feel like it's it's kind of harder for me to. Oh, no, no, sorry, I have him behind. He was at thirty eight percent last year. I did bump him up close to where he was, but I, I have him down partly because Singletary's stealing ownership. Um, and Mahomes is going to be more popular this year. I think so, yeah. too, yeah. 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 Because he's getting a fourth game, so it changes the quarterback equation a little bit. And Tyreek and Kelsey are both banged up. Right. I have Mahomes yeah. up. That's been – we'll get there, but that's one, one and, that I was struggling K- with. And KCRB is not pulling any ownership this year either. No, they're not. <laughs> 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 but I, I was struggling with Mahomes because I want to bump him up more. I probably will ultimately bump him up more, but I wanted to kind of check in with people before I did that because he was at 15% the last two years. Uh, I have him above that now, but uh, it's hard for me to project for like 28% or something, you know, when he's been historically not that high owned. But the major difference is the last two years they had a buy. Yeah. Right? And yep. so it does it does change the equation. They, they're uh, – favor to win the AFC over Tennessee who has the bye, And yet uh, for this contest, you get that extra game out of Mahomes, So it is pretty unique. I I, I can see him in the high twenties. Yeah. yeah I mean, Mahomes, I Mahomes feels like the best play of every available player. So do okay. with that what you will for ownership. All right. Well, that, that's Davis, gonna have Davis me coming in and, and taking a KC player and specifically Chief Patrick super Mahomes. fan Davis Maddox just said he's the best play of the tournament. So. Well, just because just because it's fairly unique with the the way the buys have changed. I, I has Mahomes yeah. had the buy every year they've made the playoffs. I'm pretty so. sure that's correct. I think so. So yeah. so and and the by the way, like the markets agree with this. The markets have the Chiefs as a far outsized favorite, considering that they have to play an extra playoff game. Like they are, they are ahead of the Titans in the Super Bowl market, which is like, just if you think about probability, that actually makes doesn't no make sense. Any sense. Doesn't makes, make any sense. So, like the, the market I, is just giving them the win. When I ultimately steal some ownership from Allen and give some of it to Mahomes, where do you think the where do you think that goes between Diggs Singletary. and Singletary? I think Singletary. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, the the one thing I was, you know, Daigle had a pretty high forecast for Singletary. The one thing I was mentioning with the underdog stuff, a lot of what's pulling the Singletary ownership up is, well, one, running back being gross, but two people often, the digs Allen start is just a very normal start in the underdog. And so then when you're looking for your next Buffalo Bills player, like Singletary's the guy because Knox and Beasley and Gabriel Davis are all cheap. So I think Singletary just keeps creeping up because those Josh Allen and dig starters are like, oh, I want to grab my next bill. So I'm not quite sure how transferable it is to this contest, but that 
coupled with the fact that DFS projection systems have loved Singletary the past few weeks. He's paid off on those projections. I think the field is definitely more comfortable with Singletary as a play than they ever would have been even four weeks yeah, ago. That's a good point. But not compared. Running do you back think he'll DK. be above Diggs, or do you think? Uh, do you think I need to close the the gap? I don't. I can't imagine him flipping him. That would seem crazy to me. But mm-hmm. I I would be pro closing the gap. I was just going to note, I looked up Mahomes and he has had a buy every, uh, they, yeah. they haven't last time they played the wildcard round, they had Alex Smith, the QB. So yeah, we have not okay. seen him in this contest as a wildcard quarterback. Um, All right. Well, Allen's coming down after this conversation and Singletary will come up. Yeah. It, it, the thing too, is just like thinking about, yeah, the recency <clears throat> bias and how people are kind of viewing the bills right now, but yeah, let's move on to the Bengals and we can discuss more Mahomes when we get to the chiefs uh, walk us through what we're looking at here with the Bengals. Yeah. So first run didn't have Mixon as the chalk, but if you, as you go through this running back is kind of tough. Um, you know, you're going to end up like, do you want to play Najee Harris or Josh Jacobs? Um, most people aren't going to want to go to the Eagles running back. We just talked about Arizona being totally up in the air. And I think that's ultimately going to push people to mix in over Chase and Higgins. Projection systems have to split these two. Uh, I think ETR has Higgins slightly ahead, actually. Uh, I think Chase will be more popular but uh, than Higgins. But still, it's it's kind of one of those things where, especially with Mixon, you can talk yourself into like, you know, I'm playing this for shootouts along the way where Mixon's getting the touchdowns. But then if I actually get a run out of Cincinnati, Mixon's probably going to be really, really valuable. Really so, valuable. Yeah. So you, you kind of feel like you have more outs with Mixon in some ways, too. And I ultimately do think he'll he'll be the chalk. Burrow, maybe this is a, a touch high for Burrow with Mahomes coming up. But I don't know, just the ceiling that he showed off the last two weeks uh, that he played is <laughs> so high. I think he'll catch some ownership. Yeah, Davis, how do you feel about like the Chase versus Burrow stuff? Because I do agree just from what Chase did more recently is going to be more front of mind. Like, I think if you flipped the like Jamar Chase and the, the run that they had. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think you're right. What's what's most interesting to me is I'm looking at, you know, realistic upsets from round one. And I feel like the Raiders can win this game. Like not really would not be that surprising. I know. I know Zach Taylor got a lot better at coaching throughout the course of the year, but it certainly does feel like he could get into, you know, a playoff game and be like, we got to establish it. We got a ball control. We got a punt. And then, you know, all of a sudden Deshaun Jackson is like streaking to the end zone in the fourth quarter and they're down 10 points and he just doesn't know what to do. So I wonder if, I wonder if, um, you know, going with, with McPherson or the defense here or something like that as, as one of your, as kind of like one of your pun spots, that is that's a little interesting to me from like Davis, a game I am perspective. Very excited about the Bengals, but that picture you just painted was way too good. And Joe Burrow's on the sideline with his helmet off, and he just looks pissed, and 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 like he just <laughs> he does have a daggers. good face. Yeah, like I can I can just see it, and and you know this is always the worst game, the first AFC playoff game on Saturday. It's always the worst game. This was the game that the Texans used to be in every year. This was the game that um, – who was that Raiders backup quarterback? Connor Cook 
had to start a game. Like, it, this is always the absolute worst playoff game. That one Texans game was against Josh Allen a few years ago when he tried that uh, lateral. Like, uh, Oh, my God. Field. Now, that was a great game. That, <laughs> that ended up a being a great game. game. Yeah. No, but I, I will say, I, I I mean, the way you paint it makes a lot of sense. I, I'm so, like, con- like happy or confident about the Bengals in part because I feel like they have sort of just crossed the Rubicon. They were so good in their last two games past. So good. Burrow had a comment this week. Uh, I just on Twitter, I think this morning actually, where they were asking him about Joe Mixon in the run game. And he said something like, yeah, like how, how helpful that is. And then also the, what did he call them? The freaks we have on the outside, the, um, so, you know, so, immediately referenced Chase and Higgins. I think, yeah, I think the mentality has changed there a little bit where they understand that Chase and Higgins are so vital to them winning. Uh, I'm hopeful at least. Yeah. Uh, Pat, what is your, cause I think one of the big thing, my guess is people feel pretty comfortable playing this game as a shootout. I mean, when you do look at the markets, people are overconfident that the Bengals are going to win based on just like the underdog ADPs I'm seeing. But I do think people might do lots of mix in, in Jacobs or Jacobs and Jamar chase and, and play this game as, as a shootout. I think you're going to get a fair amount of that. Um, I have the Raiders. I can actually go over to the team breakdown here. And I have um, their the total fades. Actually, I didn't paste it, but I have the odds to advance. But these are sorted by their odds to advance, and you can see, you know, Las Vegas compared to New England is uh, you know a lower fade, even though New England has a much better chance of advancing. Uh, like I'm not playing New England on any line. of my teams. I I don't I don't think there's one re like you I. <laughs> However many teams I do, I'm not playing Patriots players. Like literally, what is the point? Can they not win? I I think of the dogs. Other than the Steelers, I think they are in the toughest spot because they're if they get down ten points, like that's just it. There's just is nothing they can do. They, they, they there is not there's not a, a a way Bill Belichick can like Jedi mind trick his way out of a 10-point deficit with this team. I, I'll never forget, Hayden Winks summed up the Patriots perfectly. He said that if the Patriots got into a 53-man race against every other team, they would finish last, which is like, that is the perfect way to describe them <laughs> as a team. Yeah, Damian I Harris mean, would be fine. The only thing I've, I don't, like, I agree with you, Davis. I, I just, it's very hard for me to imagine them winning, but I, I will say too, and if you're making, you know, three to five teams, I think making stands like that is com- completely fine. If you're making a bunch, you really start to get in dicey territory if you're just like completely Xing out a team. Um, okay, so a couple comments about Boyd being low owned. He probably is yeah. a little bit low owned, but where does it come from? Because do you think where do you think Burrow comes in? Is this a little too high at twelve percent, or is that? I don't think that looks low. Who's clicking Tyler Boyd? Who is clicking Tyler Boyd? Even when he had the long TDs the last few weeks, he only had like five targets. Like I've always loved Tyler Boyd. His target share on the year is like 15%. Did he ever outscore, even with the long TDs, did he ever outscore one of Higgins or Chase in a game? I don't think he did. Oh, there was that one game. He did outscore outscore T a couple times when T was going through. No, I just meant the the higher scoring of the two. And he did. What about Mixon? Was he once? Did he outscore Mixon in that game? Probably not. I don't think he, there's really been a game where, where Tyler Boyd has been the highest yeah. scorer on their team. And that's what you need. You need him to out – because Mixon, Chase, and Higgins are all going to be really popular. And Boyd's going to be – or um, Burrow's going to be somewhat popular. So you need him to be the optimal play. Uh, it's it's pretty thin. He yeah. did. It was a 15-10 win over the Broncos in Week 15. He was their highest, highest scorer. If they do that, I mean, then I'll just pack it up. 
No, yeah. I mean, this does actually remind a little bit of the Juju play from last year. I'm so afraid of that. <laughs> no, no. Same Tyler scenario. Boyd is, has never been – I mean, not with these set of teammates. He's never gotten the theoretical type of usage that, that Juju has gotten. Yeah, I, I think that Burrow stuff looks right. I mean, he's coming off of one of the most insane finishes to a season. He feels to me a lot like how maybe a Russell Wilson would feel in previous years where people can talk themselves into this really high ceiling Super yeah. Bowl run from the wild card spot. Um, and people are just really on board with the Bengals getting like two shootout games right now. Like everyone's just convinced themselves of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. All right, Cowboys. Cowboys. ETR has CD projected for the most points right now, uh, but it's like very close between uh, Lamb and Zeke. And ultimately, I think the running back need pushes Zeke ahead. Uh, then a pretty big gap down to Schultz, Cooper. Um, Dak, I think, could come up from here a, a touch. I think he's a decent play. But there's other options like Kyler, like Burrow. Like if you want to go for that kind of underdog to make a run bet, you have other options. Um, so yeah, ultimately, I think most of the ownership will condense on Zeke and Lamb. Yeah, I like Dak over Kyler pretty comfortably. I oh, mean, their yeah. their odds to based on the betting market are about double to make the Super Bowl than Arizona. Some mm -hmm. of that's because. They're at home in round one and as a three seed, like if something were to happen to the Bucs or even if they're able to go to Tampa Bay and win in round two and the Packers got upset, they could get another home game down the stretch as a as a three seed. Arizona as a five seed in all likelihood is is making the run all the way on the road. See what I'm saying? Like Dallas could actually end up with two home games potentially. And they got a good defense too. So Dak pops to me here. Amari and Schultz obviously do too. See, the problem with the problem with Schultz is is he just got insta cucked when Blake Jarwin came off the IR like that that looks high to me based on he he ran a mm. season low route share and snap share immediately when Blake Jarwin came off the IR. Yeah, I agree with you, Davis, on that. Although I just think recency bias just absolutely plagues people, and Dalton sure. Schultz has been like really solid. I was going to ask you, you know, boots on the ground, Dallas Cowboys, like where's the sentiment do you think on these Cowboys? Because you look at these top five, six guys, uh, you can remove the defense. Like no one ever really separated as like the alpha fantasy guy. People are, people are out on Amari. I, I will say that people are, are mm -hmm. done with Amari Cooper. And it, it's so funny. Like, Zeke also just useless. I mean, Zeke has just been useless for the last six weeks of the NFL season, basically. Um, I think maybe, maybe he had one good, I think he had a two touchdown game spursed in there, but it, it is just funny to see him more owned than lamb, more owned than Dak, more owned than Amari when you know what you're getting. I guess the, the, uh, the, the devil's advocate argument, I couldn't, couldn't come up with that term would be that if the Cowboys win two or three playoff games, I mean, you just know that they've given Zeke his touches in there. Like, you just know beyond a shadow of a doubt they have spent time feeding Zeke because that's what they do whenever things are going well. It's so funny watching Zeke try and turn a corner this year, though. Like, it's not that funny I mean, me. like, if it's well blocked up the it's middle, he can get, like, a 10-yard touchdown run if he can run straight up the middle. But you ask him to go around the corner, and he's literally never going to make it around the It's corner. true. Sometimes he looks like – he looks shot out of a cannon on one run. I think it was week 16, week 17 maybe, where – it was actually called back due to holding, <laughs> but he looked shot out of a cannon, but it was right up the gut. Just yeah. like he just 
Well, I read I, I read an NBC Sports Edge blurb that uh, that that run you were talking about was his highest game speed that had been recorded all year. <laughs> Twelve miles per hour. <laughs> it was like it was like sixteen to be fair to him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's an interesting comment in chat about Dallas Fade being interesting. I, I think, uh, and I mean, I think the, the lines you agree. That reti- Fran, retire yourself. Retire yourself. <laughs> San Fran is live to win in round one. Absolutely. I know Davis is, you know, Davis no, no, already... they, they are. But if San Francisco, if, if San Francisco wins this game, one of these Dallas guys has gotten 25 plus, like one of the skill position guys. Possibly, but San Fran can win games through running the ball and controlling the clock. Dallas has had some games where they've looked really bad offensively. I'm not even Yeah, I, I think you play the defense then. <laughs> Davis, if you're... Davis already bought his KC Dallas Super Bowl tickets. He's already... <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Um, Pat, one thing I think we should address because I've just noticed it pop up a few times once with Tyler Boyd, then uh, a galaxy brain Cedric Wilson. I think we should just kind of emphasize that that level of galaxy braining is just not needed in a contest like this, especially on an offense where the ownership is already incredibly spread out. What about what about the galaxy brain of playing Pollard over Zeke and saying when the bullets are flying and and they have to win these games, they're going to say, Zeke, we love you. We know you're making all this money but you literally you, cannot play right now. You can see where I stand on that galaxy brain Davis. <laughs> I, I don't give many guys 1%, but I gave Pollard 1%. It's coming from me. <laughs> but, I want to throw uh, yeah, in on no, Schultz. Like you guys were talking about this, like this is too high as a mistake. I think I would still want to be overweight on this. I, I'm not really buying the routes thing. I mean, you can say immediately you got cut. They crushed Philly in a game. They didn't really need to be going all out in. I know the That's other guys fair. mostly played, but like when Jarwin was healthy earlier this year, Schultz was still playing, like beat him out. They started like 50, 50. He started to beat him out. Um, and, and was, has been so good all year. We, I don't, I mean, I think it'd be really kind of bizarre if he just couldn't uh, be productive still. I, I don't know. I think he's pretty sneaky still. What about uh, Cooper's 11%? Cause I'll probably bump up Dak, like maybe 2%, something like that. Should that come from Cooper? Should, should that come from Schultz? Where's Where's that come from? Maybe I, Schultz. I I agree with Davis's take. I just can't imagine anyone being excited to click Amari Cooper. Yeah, that eleven percent feels very high to me. Okay, that, that's where uh, that's where Dak. Because I think I'm going to raise Dak a bit. Um. All right. Let's move on. We're gonna have to play so much Amari. Leonis going to make us play so much Amari. <laughs> we are. Leonis loves Amari. That's the, that's the juju play is, is Amari. Is Amari. Because yeah. Pittsburgh didn't have a running back last year. They just had three receivers that we were deciding between. All right. Green Bay Packers. Uh, massive, massive uh, projection on Devontae Adams. Uh, can anyone see this not being correct? It seems like that's No, it's correct, everywhere. but just feed me A.J. Dillon. Feed this to me. AJ <laughs> Dillon, it's cold. It's in Lambeau. I mean, come on. Feed AJ Dillon 1%, bro. Sign me up. Davis, how many, how many of these are you doing? I'm, I'm going to do more now. <laughs> Davis, I, you said cold. You said cold. Gotta, That's AJ Dillon. Just correcting for Davis's entries here. <laughs> yeah. Davis is going to be tilting like. Dylan's gonna have two touchdowns and still be chasing Adams in points, and he's gonna Correct. be tilting that third team. No, but no, but you can make up the wide receiver points so much easier. 
then you can make up the running back points. That's true. The, the trouble with AJ Dillon is that you have to have that script play out like three times because uh, right. he's not if getting it, there if, in a, if it in plays a out, If it plays out twice and he gets... So let's say he has one smash, right? One of these games, whichever one it is, he gets one smash and then he just gets 11 in the other two games, like 11 on average. What 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 odds? So that's like what? I'm taking four? Adams. Yeah, you're still an you're still a you're dog. You're still just a Adams. huge dog to Adams. Yeah. yeah. Like Dylan, like we're going to watch the first half of the first game Dylan. I mean, this is Davis's perfect world. Dylan's going to get like 10 to 12 carries and have like 70 yards and be smashing and Davis can be like body blows right and body then, blows two minute warning Devonta Adams is going to catch four passes for 40 yards to set up a field goal and he's going to be ahead of Dylan at the half and that's yeah. I, I, mean, that's, that's I turn yeah. into such a boomer whenever whenever AJ Dylan comes up I just like I totally get I, I get the FFPC ethos whenever AJ Dylan comes up <laughs> why is it that we're in on Dylan and never we're on Henry I don't really because his price because he's not the 102 he's arbitraged derrick henry bro yeah, he yeah. really is actually so is there anything else interesting to discuss with the packers i guess rogers is the other interesting thing and how much people feel confident because there is people are you know in on the packers making the super bowl it's just hard to yeah. envision him outscoring Adams, especially with the Titans. and this is where being... he was last year too 10 percent with the buy so Especially with the Titans not being like a really popular one seed on the other side, like it's really hard to see. In, unless it is the Titans, then then you can see Rodgers. But whoever it is, the Bills, the Bengals, whoever who makes a run, obviously Kansas City. If if one of them, it, it's not the Titans. You're talking about an extra game as well, and those guys don't necessarily have the same concentration of weapons as Adams. I mean those those scenarios where it's Green Bay, KC, Green Bay, Buffalo. It just feels like it's Adams uh Allen Adams Mahomes right yeah yeah and like if you've got I mean in a weird way Aaron Rodgers he just doesn't have that much of a chance of beating Adams over a long stretch and then you obviously don't want to lose your quarterback so you need them to to go to the Super Bowl but over that many games Adams is probably going to have a blow up your your out I guess is that Rodgers is the one you needed in the Super Bowl um and gets the double scoring. Yeah, Alan That's Lazard, cool. Alan Lazard, MBS, Equinemy yeah. St. Brown, they all make their appearances and and Rogers. That's a good you know, call. Yeah. yeah. What do you, so that Yeah. Um I was just going to say so you think 0% on fade and and kicker and in DST or 1% total on those three? Well, the number the yeah. number 1 seeds never get faded. Yeah, they really don't. Um, last year, I think the 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 two guys with a buy had about one percent combined ownership between DST, but between hard fade DST and kicker, they had one percent uh, fade. So yeah. Uh, also, just to be clear with these, th this isn't what we think they should be. Uh, our lineups are going to be what we think they should be. These are what we I have no Aaron Jones love. <laughs> want, I want that on the record. <laughs> uh, and, and the problem is, is just what an incredible play Devontae Adams is. So it's just going to be very hard for any of these non-Adams Packers to pull significant ownership. I mean, if Adams players. isn't the guy and and like Davis is saying, he plays AJ Dillon and, and but they probably got to lose in their one game, and yeah, yeah exactly. Dylan, Dylan the, has the, the, the problem is, is that Dylan like absolutely cannot get there in a loss. I don't think right, but so Jones can. So yeah, I Jones think, can. If you're playing, like let's say you're playing, 
uh, let's say you're playing Dallas to win, then and but you want to bet against Green Bay. Well, Arizona most likely is going to Green Bay if they win. So you'd play, or you could play Cup and J- Aaron Jones and just hope. I mean, no one's really going to play Stafford, but but essentially, what I'm saying is like in a Kyler lineup, for example, you're probably betting against Green Bay. So in that scenario, you could go with Aaron Jones, who you need them to be one and done if you're taking Aaron Jones. Like, I guess Aaron Jones has enough touchdown equity that over two games he could be the guy. It, does, it feels pretty. But good. he he would have to have one of those signature Aaron Jones games where he scores like four yes. touchdowns on twelve touches. I was just going to yeah. emphasize though that. The, the ownership's going to be massive. Like your eighty-one percent here is huge, and so if if you did hit that correctly, yeah, it's a huge. You, you have the field like huge. dominated on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to whoever is next in the alphabet. <laughs> all right, KC. All right, this is Davis's time to shine. Oops, I gotta get I gotta get Green Bay out of there. What was what was the sentiment? on the chiefs heading into the playoffs last year was it was it all kelsey coming off of just that massive year it was all kelsey he was like 70 percent owned or something and there was like a little bit of uh clyde edwards Clyde could be damian williams early week it was like clyde edwards could be the the contrarian play and then i think by late week a lot of people were like wait tyreek hill's not even going to be played a lot yeah i think he was sort of like the the contrarian pivot late exactly tyreek hill was a contrarian pivot last year. Like, don't don't get too off the board here. You don't need to be playing. Your I don't. The people. Little. This is the second time a Cedric Wilson Galaxy Brain play has been floated in the chat, guys. You, you don't. don't you don't to, need you know, it. I told you, you guys, his two touchdowns in Week Seventeen. We're gonna get him five percent. Leone's like, no, I think it's still gonna be. I think you're right actually, now. Greg. We're gonna put him in. I'm gonna put in. I'm making a note to add Cedric Wilson to like two percent. The people Way love him. Questions. They love him. Great um, Boise State player. Um, all right, Davis, boots on the ground. How does this look to you here? I mean, Mahomes looks low to me, and Kelsey yeah. looks low. I feel like I feel like we're basically setting up for the same thing with Tyreek, where uh, he and he did just get hurt, right? So we we everyone saw him on that because you know it was a Saturday national TV game. Everyone saw him limping around. Uh, that might have been McCall Hardman's first ever. 100 yard game it almost has to be his first 100 yard game that he just had against the denver broncos no way. so he's had some long touchdowns come on man he had to have had at least one more. it had that i i i don't even know but i i know like that's gotta be his, it, it's probably right it's gonna be so depressing to find here out i can i right. can find out right now uh career game log Yep, first 100 yard game. Oh no, he had 97 once before in 96, but that was it. That was his career. So, <laughs> so I mean, I I really think with Kansas City, you are choosing from Kelsey, Tyreek, and Mahomes. Yeah. And I, these these Kelsey looks low, Tyreek looks high, Mahomes looks a little bit low. But even the way these are projected, I'm just looking at this going like Mahomes is just such a smash because they have even. They've even expanded this year the the level to which they are willing to troll you on offense, like th- you know throwing touchdowns to offensive tackles. Michael Burton is getting carries. They're using I I right now uh, for the game this weekend against the Steelers. I have them projected to use four running backs. Like it, they they are just they are just ready to troll you to death. And Mahomes is the beneficiary of all that trolling. Well, and as Davis talks it out, just because we don't have the sentiment 
on Kelsey heading into this year. We mentioned the Tyreek Hill injury stuff. I could see Mahomes really get pushed up as people are like, I don't know who to play between Kelsey and Hill. I'll just play Mahomes. I was thinking, I, I was thinking that Pat Hill, Hill more around 20. That looks good. Kelsey you're, maybe, you're, yeah, you're, higher, you're, but I don't know from where. You're not getting any, maybe in years past, some of the running backs would have pulled some, some, you, you know, Pringle, Hardman, whatever would have pulled some. No one's doing that this year. Like those guys are stone cold zeros. Right. Because, I mean, you have un- so much uncertainty around the backfield. One, a split. Two, both guys banged up. Both are hurt. No one's excited to play either of those. What about that? Yeah. Yeah, that looks great. That looks, that it, looks it's better. funny. You move Edwards Alaire down, and then it made me think about it. And I'm like, man, three percent on not those guys. That might even wind up high. Like, can you see? <laughs> I know. At just a certain point, you have to have like something. Right. You've got to because there's going to be there's going to be like 025 percent hard. Let me tell you, if you know, I'm not clicking yeah. on Clyde Edwards Alaire's name, no one's clicking on Clyde <laughs> Edwards Alaire's name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although that uh, that's sort of like the. You know, the quarter percent Daryl Williams gets and all that. Davis, you want a tragic Mequel Hardman stat from looking at that game month that we just did? His last I mean, career high was his third career game in 2019, week three. I know. I Buddy, I know. I've, I've been chasing the dragon this whole time. He hasn't had another game to beat his third career game in three seasons, basically. And then he finally did it. Oh. He came all up right. big when they needed him. All Let's right. move on. All right, we got LA. Yeah. LA, I think, is fascinating, similar to Green Bay. Yeah. So, so LA, even bigger chalk. I, I just don't see how you get off cup. Uh, I, even I, stuff see, like... I think it's pretty easy to see why you wouldn't play him. Van Jefferson, who, who right. are you? <laughs> because, because unlike the Packers, where you're like, there's just no way one of these other guys can blow up over two or three games. I think it's pretty easy to see one of the running backs just totally smashing over two games. Odell scoring three touchdowns in two games. Higby scoring two touchdowns and being like the tight end that you needed. Like Now, Cup is obviously even a better play than Adams in terms of like per-game projection, but the Packers just don't even like have enough offensive volume and the way they call plays is not even designed to have other guys do well, but I, I think Stafford, Acres, I, I would lean Sony, Odell. Like I think all of those guys can can be smashes. Everyone listen to Davis. It's just it's such a tough needle to thread, right? Because even in a loss, Cup could just massively outscore every option. Yes. Um, Sony's Sony's only way of doing it would be to score five touchdowns in the playoffs, right? Doing, doing what? Oh, doing I thought you were going to say in, in the one game. I was like, no, doing, oh. doing like what Lenny did for the Bucks, yeah. basically. It's just like, I, I, look, this is dumb. And Davis is right. There's variance, but I just like, I open up his game log and it's insane. I'm going to play Cooper cup. I mean, he's Calvin Johnson, dude. It's, the, it's ridiculous. The interesting thing about Sony is that, like as the playoffs go on, you would expect Acres probably to take more from to him, play but more. that's yeah, that's not the play. You're just hoping, you're praying they lose, and so you right. get Sony in the one game where he's going to get the most touches, and then you're done. So, so let me let me throw this out: they lose to the Cardinals. Cooper Cup gets his thirty. Sony gets nineteen. Who would you rather have? Cup. Cup. 
even given that you feel much better about your ability to get other wide receiver points as opposed to running back points? Not that much better. There's four flexes. Yeah, there's four flexes. Yeah. It's the optimal in that scenario is going to have cut in a flex spot, I think. There's going to be other running back points. Okay. Yeah. It would have to be like two points or something to where you'd you'd take Sony for the positional advantage. Yeah, if you fade if you fade Cooper Cup, you don't need to play Cedric Wilson. <laughs> and and the the Cooper uh, Stafford dynamic is like an even more exaggerated version of the Rodgers and Adams one, where it's just like impossible. Stafford's like never getting there without bringing. He's dead. Along. Like yeah, he has to because you also have to think through if this team goes on a run, how are they actually going to win, right? And so like when you take Matthew Stafford, you need them to probably go to the Super Bowl, at least the conference championship. What scenarios is Stafford the guy you need a quarterback and Cup had a bad run? None. Yeah, right. It's yeah, it seems like a really tough play. What? Do you, yeah, you have him at three percent. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure that yeah. seems. About I might right. be sure light so. Cup, but no one ever comes in <laughs> above ninety. But I just, I'm, I don't know. It's hard to see who else he play. Yeah. Um, all right. Not much interesting to talk about the Rams. Who are we on to? Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, I think the one big thing, sorry, there's not much to say, but to no, emphasize with Cup is like in a loss, it's usually where the chalk doesn't work. Because the more, when a guy's that good of a play, the more games they play, the more likely he is going to, you know, he's going to be part of them winning. He's gonna, The cream's going to rise to the top, all that stuff. But in a loss, also Cup is so hard to see not being the top yeah. scorer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to go to him when other stuff isn't working. He's just going to start dialing yes. in on Cup. It's That's just, just really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, all right. Las Vegas here. Uh, is this our first fade as the top uh, projection? I think yeah. so. Arizona, I had the the defense as the top. So, you know, a soft fade is the top. But this is the first hard fade is the top. Josh Jacobs, again, just gets you that running back that's much harder to fill. Tight end is like way easier to fill. I actually had to kind of like lower tight end somewhat significantly from the first ownership run that I did because I was way above where the field was last year in terms of their tight ends. I think they'll be above where they were last year, but I also over projected tight end last year. So didn't want to like massively over project that, which brings Waller down and Jacobs up, even though in projections, I think they'll be pretty close. But if you're going to play the Raider, I think you're doing it to get, uh, a little bit different running back and fill one of those spots. Um, so I think Waller will ultimately come in around this. Like I, this is one of the ones I thought through a fair amount and I, I feel pretty good about the 15%, even though I think it makes Waller pretty interesting. Yeah. This is another know. one where the wide I receiver. Love, the I love Waller there. Yeah. Waller's Waller's great there, but this is another one where the low owned wide receiver kind of pops to me. I think we've seen that a couple times now where it's like, okay, Renfro at 2%. I, it, we're, we're saying that they're likely to lose in the first round. I mean, obviously they could advance. We, we just talked through that scenario. Davis liked that scenario as a possibility. I don't, but, I don't like it. That's yeah. not a world I want to live in, but I'm just telling you how it works. <laughs> yeah. How Zach Taylor does things. That's, yeah. But if they do lose, I can see a lot of pass to like I I, I mean Renfro is a lot closer to a coin flip with Jacobs and Waller in a loss than those ownerships, you know. Like we're right. talking five times. Ten well, Jacobs times in a loss is probably mega dust, which is interesting about this. Yeah, 
Well, do you think people go Waller? Because I mean, the, the FFPC does like you know their elite tight ends. But yeah, Waller... I feel like I feel like I feel like Jacobs maybe looks a smidge high, and Waller yeah. looks a little low. The, the only thing you got to remember about Waller, though, for FFPC brain, I mean, he burned everyone who drafted yeah. him this year. He's been out of sight, out of mind. He's going undrafted in these underdog drafts. Granted, obviously, one point five here but i feel like sentiment on waller is at an all-time low yeah that's a good point i agree i don't think waller's gonna be nine times run for which you just shifted and got to i mean that just doesn't seem i would want yeah what do you think to me the waller the waller ownership is going to come from the guys maybe that get really excited to roll out like four tight ends. Cause every year there's a few, they're like, holy shit, I can just roll out four stud tight ends. And that someone's going to toss Waller into that. Um, but I just don't think a lot of people are going to even get past, you know, Jacobs uh, to him. It's really yeah. sad. We're not having the Lamar Jackson versus Mark Andrews conversation, considering this run that Andrews just ripped off. Like it is, it's a bummer that that's not a, an element. And we're watching the Steelers in the playoffs instead. Yeah, it's a pretty big bummer. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, having yeah. the Chargers would have been so fun. I mean, talk about a fun team for this contest. <laughs> it would have been like um, a more interesting version of the Bengals. Carlson seems low. Silas says, kicker's tough. Uh, Carlson yeah, might be the chalk hard. kicker, which would take some from the fade. But I think. Right now, I have Nick Folk coming in pretty high, but I think that would probably come down if uh, we get Connor, because then th- there will be more New England defense. Uh, so everything kind of gets shifted around. But that's probably right that, that Carlson's probably a little low. That makes yeah. sense. Um. All right. Who do we have up next? New England? Right. New England. All right. Skip it. <laughs> I mean, the boomers are going to love to play Damian Harris. I mean, we got to admit that. And there's a lot of DST kicker at full fade. I mean, that's like what seventy percent. I, I I could I I should take it back. I could see playing the the Patriots defense. They get a, they get a pick six and a forty to seven loss. So the thing that's yeah. fascinating to me about the Patriots defense and. I was wondering about this too. Like if Allen is so popular, will people use new England defense against Allen in their no, lineup? But they should. Yeah. I have it lower than I would because of that concern. Right. If it, if it was a better, like if they were going against burrow or like <laughs> it, basically anyone else, they would yeah. be the chalk D by a lot. I would assume. I think this is right, and it's an. I mean, just another one where I'm sitting here going. I mean, if they lose in the first round, Jacoby Myers catch, could catch eight passes. Hunter Henry could catch six and two touchdowns. And you know, if they what, if they what actually, is eight what is eight for forty five and no touchdowns do for you though? Might get you in the optimal. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe I guess eight for forty five is that's a real low eight up. I don't. Know. I just am. I just am not anticipating the Patriots being particularly competitive here. But may, I think that maybe that's like a minority opinion, though. What are like if you were to Galbrain or you know the the Patriots in? Because I agree with Davis's thesis, right? Like if they're down, they're donezo. But does that mean we get you know more Jacoby Myers? Could we get Ramondre Stevenson catching some screen passes? Like, is there anything there? 
Except they freaking used Brandon Bolden in this last game. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Stevenson is that. Yeah, it's Bolden, not Stevenson. Uh, I think maybe Myers, but Myers has no touchdown equity. Hunter Henry feels like okay, maybe Hunter, get Hunter Henry touchdown. feels feels like a great differential actually. Yeah, and I think this four percent's about right. Like people aren't gonna be excited yeah. to click Hunter Henry. Man, no. the weather John brings up—it's looking bad. In New England, cold plus wind. We just saw New England do the three pass attempt game against Buffalo and beat them. Like that's how they're designed to play football. It's just like yeah. run every single play. Right. And the Bills are that's a tougher spot for the Bills, man. Can New like New England is that dead? I don't know. I don't yeah. think they're that dead. I mean, the the chances of advancing. I think are like 12% or something. Sorry, not of advancing, but chances of making the Super Bowl are like 12%. Uh, they're going to be overfaded relative to, to their chances of making a run. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think it's it's interesting too, just how people are thinking through the Bills as it relates to the Patriots because I think everyone's assuming the Bills win, but they're still not necessarily excited to play the bills against the Patriots, which brings me back to Davis's initial point about Mahomes really separating from Allen. Just that people are like, Oh, what if I get a, a so, so game out of Allen in round one, where people feel pretty confident that Mahomes is going to light up the chiefs or the Steelers. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Allen stuff is, is outdated from, uh, the point about the buy being really key. Uh, yeah. Mahomes this year. All right, let's head over to Eagles. Another another quick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, so, I, uh, I, I, I think Goddard is pretty interesting because yeah. that allows you that allows you to not use uh, Gronk, Kelsey. Um, you know, like the the Tampa, we haven't got to Tampa Bay yet, but Tampa Bay is pretty interesting, and Gronk does look like one of their stronger plays. I, I think Goddard is. There's I mean, they're definitely they're definitely not going to win, though. There's a lot of tight ends. I mean, you mentioned not playing Gronk, Kelsey, but also like Waller's in this, Kittle's in this. You know, we talked about Schultz, Ertz. Like, there's yeah. a lot of freaking tight ends. I could see Goddard, but it's like. It, you you lose a little bit of the benefit of like if he has a good game, then he's probably the right tight end because. There's going to be tight ends who advance and play multiple games. And so and it's just and hard nothing. To, yeah. 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 And the Eagles are interesting because they're almost like one for one in terms of figuring out the projections for this. I just literally went and looked at Washington last year because you have Logan <laughs> Thomas was the clear play. No one was betting on Washington to advance. You had Terry McLaurin as the clear number one receiver. He came in at 3%. Uh, you've got Gibson came in at, I think, Two two percent. JD McKissick came in at two percent, so, so that's how you get Miles Sanders four. And then Logan Thomas, I think, was like ten. And I feel like Goddard might be slightly more popular. So the only, I mean, that to me from a projection standpoint makes sense as a comp. But I mean, people are really down on the Bucks, and I think we're they're pretty spooked about this version of the Bucks without Godwin and AB. Uh, at least in my head, I'm I'm thinking the Eagles are decently live i don't know if the field catches catches up to that but it does make me more interested in the eagles than i otherwise would be yeah 
And I agree with Davis that like the way to play that, if you are, if, if you think you're getting an Eagles upset, I mean, isn't Goddard just kind of the obvious play in that case? Yeah. If you get two yeah. games out of Goddard, he looks great. Yeah. I think Goddard, I mean, I think basically Goddard will catch, I mean, Sanders might be high. Uh, this might be like Sanders one Goddard 15 or something, but you know, the point remains that Goddard's basically going to catch all of the skill player ownership here, I think. Yeah. And the Eagles backfield is like the exaggerated version of the Cardinals one where it's like, not only do we have kind of uncertainty, they're saying, you know, Howard and um, Sanders will both be back, but like no one is necessarily excited about either of these guys. No. And yeah, Charlie points out Daigle mentions Miles Sanders. That's an interesting play, but I, I don't think it'll be popular. Um, yeah. Just cause you're, you also have Howard is going to be active for this game. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be, I think, 5% or lower. Yeah. Um, all right, we are on to Pittsburgh here, uh, another team that everyone is lining up to fade. Even yeah, Nazi I mean, you, 28 seems crazy. Well, so Najee was tough because uh, Chubb came in, like I said earlier, at 32%. Dobbins, I think, was 26%, which seemed like you know somewhat decent comps. But then Acres was 10% last year. You could see that. Uh, you know, you could see Najee like being way over projected at 28%. But no, I, I don't mean, know. I think I get it. I just, I, I talked Pat up on this a little bit. I mean, I part of the reason, I think, Pat, your initial was like lower 20s, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I had him like 22, something like that. Um, part of my thought was. Number one, the running back position is light. And and Harris was a guy who, go all the way back to August, we were drafting the one-two turn, and he was good enough all year that, especially late, that I think people, I mean, especially the boomers who don't really look at skill that much. Like we, I think, looked at Jonathan Taylor a lot differently last year because he was such a better prospect. I think people are, like, Harris has actually been rushing efficiently in the last couple of weeks, and I think people are, like, thinking, like, they're talking about him as a top-five pick next year. They're thinking about him similarly to, Jonathan Taylor at this time last year, basically, which to me seems crazy. I think probably to all you guys seems a little bit crazy, but there's a little bit of that. And then the other side of it that I pointed out was that Pitt last year in a loss uh, in the wild card round had that huge shootout. And that kind of lingers a little bit. I mean, all their guys got there. Claypool had the two touchdown game. Juju had the big game. Deontay had a big game. Um, they're, They're like a hard, I mean, I think their fade percentage is right here, but I don't think they'll be like 70% faded because they still, Everything's concentrated. People love the Harris workload. People love the Deontay targets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, so I, I pasted a 2.5% chance of making the Super Bowl, but um, I have them not that high faded, you know, like uh, compared to, I think Washington was the lowest last year, 82% faded. Um, so I, I think they'll be overplayed in a sense. And if you get the shootout, it's not overplayed, but they'll definitely be overplayed relative to the chances of advancing uh, or making a big run. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if playing that game as a shootout is going to end up being a little bit contrarian. You know, uh, Evan mentioned Deontay in the chat. I kind of like that thought too. I mean, I could totally see like this having the vibes of the Cleveland uh, yeah, I'd definitely rather Pittsburgh play Deontay game. than Najee in, in the way this game plays What's out. What's your take on Deontay's ownership there, Dave? Do you think that's right? 
I mean, to me, like I just went, I just went through and made like a little rough draft team, and and Deontay was the stealer that I clicked through. But I, I think probably in the end, I will just not play a stealer at all. Like it just, well, I don't know. It 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 gets it gets kind of close because you're. It's like I don't know. Would I rather fade Philadelphia or Pittsburgh? I don't know. It's pretty close. Those are two. And I, but I, I like the Raiders more than the Steelers, which I think is maybe where I disagree with the market. So people in the comments here are saying uh, Pittsburgh defense feels low. Uh, Charlie's talking about Boswell kicking a bunch of field goals. What do you think about the DST and Boswell? And do you think people will, will play those guys instead of fading them or ultimately land on like Boswell instead of clicking Najee? See, yeah. I feel like the soft fade of the Steelers makes no sense. Because that's kind of what I where I was. They're at. just gonna get they're just gonna get boat raced. Like it's not like and and so obviously the defense is not gonna do anything getting boat raced, and you don't go to Arrowhead and kick field goals. So it just feels like right. either you you play Deontay, Najee, or Claypool or Fryermuth or whatever. Fryermuth maybe. I, I love know, you, yeah. I love the Deontay is probably one of my favorite plays in the whole tournament. And, Deontay and seems it, good. It's Mookie has a great point here. This is the other thing I was saying to you, Pat, earlier was this is going to be Ben's final game of his career because they're going to get their ass kicked and then they're going to let him throw 50 times because they're going to be like, you're going to go out. They, they are. They already tried to do this, by the way. They tried to do it in his final home game. He threw 48 passes and and <laughs> it was really bad. It was right. just really 53 yeah. for 189 yards. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So so a couple of points on the Najee thing. Two years ago, Derrick Henry was massive chalk, and A.J. Brown, during his breakout rookie season where he was just like crushing down the stretch, uh, came in at 6%. Uh, Jarvis Landry last year came in at 6% with Nick Chubb at 32%. So uh, I think Deontay is a little bit different. Uh, Last year, Allen Robinson actually came in slightly above David Montgomery. Both were in the teens. But I feel like sentiment around Najee is sort of closer to Chubb than David Montgomery last year. Uh, and so but, Johnson will be in the teams, Deont- I think, but it's sentiment around Deontay is a lot closer to what a Rob was last year than Landry. No one ever wants to play Landry in anything. Yeah. People, people really like Deontay Johnson, but I think it's Matt Harmon. Even a Rob was, I think, I think he was like 17 or 18% last year. So this is, yeah, this seems right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll, Maybe I'll go 17 and uh, 27, 26. This is how the sausage gets made, folks. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's get. I still want to play Deontay. All right. Um, but I'm, but I'm not right. too high. <laughs> Are we to San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, let me get that up. This is where we get even on Trey Lance, everybody. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm still, this is how I'm coping. I initially in some of the underdog drafts at the very end, I would take both Jimmy G and Lance. And now I'm finally just taking Jimmy G. Like I can't get, I can't get hurt like this again, Davis. Well, you know, DraftKings has a 20 round playoff. <laughs> best ball, so you can take, you can take Trey Lance. Love it. It was like their backend developer was like, this would be too much work to change. They just the copy and pasted. They just yeah. copied. They had to have. So ridiculous. Um, San Francisco's fun though for this contest. Eli Mitchell, feed it to me, bro. Eli Mitchell <laughs> is just a stone smash here. 
Well, so Eli Mitchell's interesting because you can play this as, you know, a shootout, but San Francisco, I think, is not going to be like super popular to beat Dallas. In in the show yesterday, I picked Dallas D, and people were like, you know, wow, that's really contrarian. Now maybe it's contrarian because you'd rather just play it as a shootout. But San Francisco, only 8% chance to make the Super Bowl. So my guess is that people are going to be more interested in Debo and Kittle because you're looking at like a two run, a two game run is, you know, most realistic. One game run is most realistic, but, but, you know, pr- probably not three. Um, that was my thinking in, in having Mitchell down 11%. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get in the mind of, you know, Kittle, he had those, that explosion game. I guess Eli Mitchell hasn't been at where his highs were. I just, for me, I feel like the field will be more excited about Mitchell compared to Kittle, but I don't know. But Kittle fulfills the the tight end stuff and people will play him some in flex, the double tight end. I, I Well, I don't know. People love Debo. I wonder if Debo will be a little bit more and, and gold a little bit less. Yeah, the, you need to fade somehow. And I feel like, I don't think you're going to get a ton of just straight fade. That's why I have gold and the D a little bit higher than it probably feels comfortable. But I don't know. Maybe people just don't fade San Francisco. Although if you look at the, that's what I was thinking. I don't, I don't think San Francisco is a good fade at all because plenty of their guys can get there in a loss. And I think they're drawing fairly live to beat Dallas. I have them like relative to the chances of going to the Super Bowl. I have them as like by far the lowest fade. Yeah. 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 So I, I have that baked into to a degree, but it's like I don't want to necessarily project them for, you know, only like 35 percent faded, uh, you know, just given that a lot of people, I assume, would pick them to lose this game. Sure. That makes yeah. sense. All right. But you guys are thinking like, I don't know, maybe if we did like Kittle 18. I just think this is one of those spots where the market 14. won't be rational. Like the market is not going to rationally treat the 49ers like a team that's going to have to go on the road for all these games or whatever. Like they're just going to be like the, these guys score yeah. points. Yeah. All right. I'm going to lower the total fades on San Francisco. I think it's one way. Cause I, it's tough for me to think Kittle's below like 18. That feels like kind of the floor for him. I mean, it's, it's George Kittle and he had like a gigantic game a couple weeks ago. And, and same thing for Debo. Like it's Debo. Debo was right. Debo was like one of the, like him and cup were like the two big like guys you had to have to win money this year. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I kind of agree that maybe even SF fade comes in a little lower just because people are going to want pieces of this game. And I think it'll feel comfy for people to kind of hedge like, Oh, what if this is a shootout and the 49ers pull it off? That's a great point. Cause it is a more likely one to win. It's Davis's Raiders point where that line's closer than the Raiders are getting played. But in this case, like people are excited about San Fran's offense and San Fran can win. So they're going to play both sides of it. Yep. All right. Well, that, see, it's like tough because then there, you know, there's some other spots where we talked about the fades being really high, but this is why it's because San Francisco, like San Francisco should be probably 55% faded just based on, you know, around 50 to 55% uh, based right. on their 8% chance to make Super Bowl. They're, it sounds like we're going to have them at like below 40% for sure. So that pushes up. Uh, but I mean, just think about making a team. Like, are you going to fade 49ers on any team you make? But Pat, they have the closest line of the wild card rounds of any underdog. So you're looking they, at their, their chances to make the Super Bowl. I make the chance to make the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. The Super Bowl stuff is is the way it is because they have to go on the road against much but like really good teams. But the, like, yeah, I, but the fade percentage is more about can they just play a second game really, right? If they play two games, they're probably you don't want to fade. Yeah. Them. You don't want to fade them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Uh we are on to what? Tampa? Tampa's Tampa, a real yep. interesting team. So Fournette's popping in the projections. Looks at a couple of different projections. He's he's coming in as like the play of the tournament on ETR. He's the, the highest ranked guy overall. Um, but I think Gronk is an awesome play, and then Evans is an awesome play. So I actually wonder if maybe Brady needs to come down to get some more Gronk and Evans in, but uh and probably will because I'm gonna have Mahomes coming up. But yeah, I, I didn't necessarily think that I would have four. I thought I thought about Gronk potentially being the chalk, but again, this running back stuff and the projections, I think it's going to be Fournette. I do agree that they're going. People are going to play it through these big three. It's now kind of a condensed offense, and sentiment on Brady is is pretty low after after this finish these past couple weeks. Where do you guys think, because Eric mentioning, you know, didn't expect to see Lenny that high after missing that many weeks. And we'll get to that. That will be interesting, I think. But it's a real test of the projection. Like how much are people leaning on projections? Because I think basically any projections that you look at are going to have Lenny very high. Yeah. Um, I, I think that as long as we get, you know, uh, what you know, Leonard Fournette full practice. Bruce Arian says like, oh, you know, Lombardi Lenny, he feels great. If we just yeah. get if we get uh, one positive NBC Sports Edge blurb on uh, on Leonard <laughs> Fournette's availability, uh, I, I think he's Tom Brady looks so low to me. Really, this he looks low big, already. I mean, maybe not low in terms of how he's projected, but just low in terms of like. He's Tampa Tommy. He's four rings Tommy. This guy, this he's gonna he's gonna get four games. He's gonna win the Super Bowl and right off. He was ten percent last year. Four rings. Only ten percent last year. Sells how many Super Bowls he's won? Yeah, yeah, that's way less than he has. He's got six, right? (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely got more than four. (laughs) I just think now losing both those guys, like if he would have just lost one of AB or Godwin, no, I think people would have been ready to ride with Brady. And I think people are spooked and they're like, why take the risk? I can just get Bell Cow yeah, Lenny, Gronk tight end premium, or Evans alpha wide receiver. Yeah, and I knew this guy who even played Cyril Grayson in Cash last uh, week. Just, so we've moved on. Cash week is over. Thank <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, I was even seeing some like stuff on Tampa Bay Twitter. They were like, you know, at least we got our Super Bowl last year. They like <laughs> think the runs already wow, over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reminds yeah. me of the old days when you used to grind the Tampa Bay uh, podcast circuit. Yeah, when, when oh, yeah. he would when he would be listening to the Pewter Report podcast for yeah. Rojo updates. They hated him, man. Pewter Report always hated Rojo. So. Well, I think that was a universally held opinion in Tampa Bay. <laughs> it was especially Pewter Report. Uh, they were um, more right. open-minded on uh, the other one. Titans? Titans to close it out. Hear ye, hear ye. Hear, hear ye, hear ye. Let's make all of our money on A.J. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another one where Derrick Henry's a leap of faith, but I think I could need to change this one can, like in a major way as the week goes on. Uh, like This could flip because 
so far projections aren't that bullish on Henry. I think they, it, they we need more than just like one nice news report about Henry for this to hold. So this could yeah. very easily flip, but I think. But we're not going to get any information on him because they're on a buy. Yeah, I guess oh, that's, that's true. A good, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe I maybe I need to get this like closer Here, to. But a this flip. is you know, uh, unstoppable force meets a movable object because people are very excited to line up to play Derrick Henry. Like yeah, again, in the underdog, he's the number one running back off the board uh, in those drafts. He's going in the beginning of the second round now. Like to me, it seems like people are just banking on the fact that he's yep. back and ready to rock. I think I think the fact that we're not going to get any news this week actually works to keep his his ownership up like there's not gonna no one's gonna think there's anything wrong they're just gonna be assuming that next week it's all gonna be good to go okay so i have a i have a question who is tennessee most likely to play cincy yeah cincy yes yeah because two three would be kc bills and then one four would be tennessee Bengals. but if they get if they get uh they could get the patriots if if the yeah, Patriots win, they... win, then it would be Bengals KC, which would be hot. Someone, someone talked me out of Tennessee as the fade. I'm David Kitchen. To. That was one of the first things I said <laughs> to these guys this week. Is like low key a buy team would be a really interesting fade. So does anyone guess... on earth even believe Tennessee deserves to get the buy? Like even <laughs> even the Tennessee Titans are like we should give it to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the thing with the if this holds, then AJ Brown is your is your Tennessee fade. Oh, right, yeah, he's just a smash. Yeah, you're hoping you get Cincy in round two. Cincy beats them, but Brown goes off. But they can definitely uh, lose in a way where Henry's not particularly healthy, doesn't perform well, obviously. But then also, you know, Brown doesn't necessarily have a big game. Right? They can. Like, we know that. They yeah, can. they totally can. Yeah, and I, maybe I'm light on the fades, but. Again, the buy teams just weren't faded last year. Maybe people feel differently about Tennessee, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Henry's going to be like Henry's very popular, and then we're excited to play AJ Brown. So who's who's actually like no? Yeah, I'd I, I'm, not I'm not actually yeah. going to fade. I'm not actually going to fade them. But that's they kinda, are. That's kind of how I feel. We can talk about it, but we won't do it. Well, yeah. I mean, if New England wins, uh, that's the one I'll say. If you play New England to win a New England Tennessee round two game, that game. I would want to be, you know, overweight on Tennessee fading if New England was able to beat them. Like that's going to be a slow shit. Yeah, that's gonna, that game's yeah, going to suck. That game's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's something. Did you guys just put a Titans Patriots game out into the ether? <laughs> it's, it's it's possible. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's not that far fetched, Davis. Literally, <laughs> why would they ruin our playoffs that way? <laughs> <laughs> You just talked uh, about the Bengals losing. Yeah. So, oh man, if we get Raiders and Patriots advancing after round one. Oh my God. It. You're going to run the ball a hundred times in that game. Um, Yeah. I, I, I can't see much past the, the Henry Brown fade. Like, I mean, what sickos clicking Julio Jones. I mean, is Leone making a lineup on his own so he can just uh, put Leone? Yeah, this, was, this was for Leone specifically. I figured Leone, Leone is doing Leone's doing one in the 200 and he's like, I don't care. I'm playing Tyler Boyd and Julio AJ Jones. Green and Julio yeah. Jones, <laughs> the geriatric build. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the only, other, if we want to get into galaxy brain territory here, uh, like Davis mentioned with like the Pollard or the AJ Dillon play of like, 
Foreman. What if Derrick Henry just isn't ready and it's it's Dante Foreman at you know one. I mean, it's like a foot injury on like a two hundred and fifty pound man. Like I can certainly see him not being good to go. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I should just include Foreman just to. I have Gallic. I've I've tossed Foreman just, in and, in the tenth round of the underdog ones. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I and I don't know. Maybe there maybe there is a little bit more Tennessee fade. Uh, yeah. Now, do you think people if people do fade Tennessee, do they play that as as Bullock or do they play it as a straight fade? There's a lot of kicker options. I feel like they might just straight fade up. If people. If people knew or were projecting the Patriots to go, I think people would be excited to play Tennessee as the defense. Um, but I guess I guess people should be more excited, right? Because if the Bills win in the Bengals, like Tennessee at home versus the Bengals, that's a nice defensive spot for Tennessee there too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe Tennessee defense will catch them. I'm just trying to think how through people actually fading them. Which well, is like I this think, is higher relative to to where they were last. Like five percent is actually pretty high for a team with a buy. But well, also Pat, I think it'd be directly correlated if we somehow get more some uncertainty around Henry or just something that isn't right. super bullish. Like you just pull away from Henry to fade because the boomers are going to be like, I'm either playing Derrick Henry or I'm not touching this god for sake. Yeah, that's team. right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the funny. boomers. Yeah. The boomers do not love AJ Brown the way we do. Give me sure. Derrick Henry or give me death. It is funny that the boomers don't love AJ Brown because he's a massive target hog. Like just, he kind of fits. You just, you just would not understand, dude. <laughs> you don't get it. I don't get it. That's <laughs> what too, I'm saying. He's too, he's too flashy, dude. He's too flashy with the Gucci oh. headband. Huh. Yeah, because you're right. Adams isn't really that flashy. Adams has a whole thing about just run routes. Don't do these drills. Don't post on Instagram. Just run routes. That's right. that's a boomer take. I saw I saw a great boomer thing with Devontae Adams the other day. The, the the Packers beat writers were praising him because he was on his phone during you know media availability or whatever, and people were like, oh, you know, he's being an asshole. And he was bringing up game film to show them like a route concept. So the boomers were like, oh my God, Devontae Adams, he is yeah. just a football genius. He's just, and I'm just like, I hate, I get, that's cool that he did that, but I hate all of you so much. <laughs> yeah. It, to be clear, I like Devontae Adams and I like that he runs a lot of routes and he got, I mean, talk about a guy that like revived his career. He was, he almost had like the, uh, the, the Nikhil Harry washout. It was, it was looking pretty bad there. It was, it's true. And then he became people, the best wide receiver for, in the NFL. People so. forget, people forget that. So just remember that the next time you're making fun of my McCall Hardman bags could be the yeah. next Devontae Adams or, or LaVisca. You watch yourself. You watch yourself out there. Um, Honestly, uh, actually very similar. Oh, please. No, I can't do this right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us heal. Let us heal. Um, not healing let's go, yet. Let's build a line. Pac-12 early declares. That's all I'm saying, Pete. Yeah. Adams was Fresno State, but still very similar. I will give you that. Isn't imagine Fresno they, State in the Pac-12? Are they no, not? No, it's Mac. It, He's Mac. I, I was going to say, imagine thinking I know which conferences players went to, but Davis doesn't know either. I, I didn't know either. <laughs> Davis yeah. is one of those uh, Midwest guys that just doesn't even think the Pac-12 exists. See that Husky it, helmet it, over my shoulder here? Buddy, the Pac-12 buddy, is a legitimate Pac- Power 5 conference. <laughs> buddy, it doesn't even exist. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Okay, Boomer. Um, all right. <laughs> Davis, you're our guest of honor. We uh, built a lineup with Daigle. I think we're going to keep this tradition going at the end of each of our shows this week. Who do you want? Well, I said Patrick Mahomes was the best play in the entire tournament, so I will, uh, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. 
All right, Mahomes, uh, Gretch, you're up next. I'll take Deontay. I was excited about that. If we're t- taking Mahomes, we'll go a shootout round one. Yep. That's a good. Take that's Deontay. a good. I- I'm on board. Um, where are you, Deontay? He's running a Tyreek there. The gray okay, one. there we go. Um, Pat, your turn. Uh, I kind of just feel like let's go. Let's go Gronk. Hmm. This is a this is a one hundred percent overlap with the team I just built while we were going through this thus far. Um, I want to do after seeing that those percentages. I want to I want to play the Eli Mitchell. Still a one hundred percent overlap with the team I just built. <laughs> this is good, and I think I think Pete's one hundred percent in selecting Eli Mitchell in in these two. Oh, films. did I take him yesterday? He's such a good so. play. It, I do, Pat. I'm like it's my DFS thing where I've already done the uh, the men in black erase my braid for whatever we did <laughs> yesterday. So I remember we had him in that lineup. I'm pretty sure. So okay, because it was against Dallas D. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. All right. Whatever. It is what it is. I can't change it now. Um. All right. Back to no. Davis. I think I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> or no. Uh, yeah. Pat did Gronk. I will take T Higgins. Ooh. I was going to take T Higgins when I took Gronk. I thought about it. I think T. Higgins is really interesting. I think he's going to, it's kind of the squeeze that we talk about in DFS. Like, how does T. Higgins get steamed? You know? like, how, no how do, exactly. People will he just is. take Chase. They will. All right, Gretch. I feel like we're barreling towards a Derrick Henry team. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Stop. Gretch, you, I mean, Higgins, you, you're not probably playing the Bengals to make a, a super deep run. We already have Mahomes out of the, the AFC, but that doesn't go through Tennessee. How do we I get think, away from it? I think point? Higgins I, works in either scenario, a win or a loss. You could get yeah. the spike game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he, I mean, he does, but over multiple games, I think like mixing gets more interesting and yeah, I mean, we don't have to play Henry, but they're like, we're, I feel like we're leaning towards Titans. Winning I don't, why would we not play AJ Brown? Yeah, we can. Right. Um, I didn't want to make your pick for you, but I was, I will take, damn, I'm looking at the bracket. Like what games don't we have right now? We have Tampa. I mean, Someone, I, like Tom and Adams are just like obvious picks at this point already. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take Cup again. I'm just gonna do this on every show all week. Wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so and no one and no one can fault you. You are completely immune from criticism. Uh right. Pat. I'm very excited for this pick. Darren Waller. Ooh. It's gonna make some tough fades. We got some tough fades coming here, but yeah. we got a Steeler and a Raider, but uh I, I mean, you just, one you just pushed us further towards Derrick Henry in my mind. No, I think I pushed us towards a Tennessee fade is what I was hoping. But yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to just go ahead and toss digs in. Well, I mean, if if either the Bengals or the Raiders win and then beat the Titans, you don't think Mixon and Jacobs make a lot of sense there? I, I was going to take Singletary. Now I can't. There's only one guy that we can take. It's Derrick Henry. No, it's Fat Zeke. <laughs> it's Wait, be uh, Zeke. so who are our fates? <laughs> we got to figure out. 
Pits, we, uh, pits, you just click uh, buttons until no, the pits. fades no, reveal. You guys are just uh, taking uh, all the fun plays and leaving me Devontae Adams. Our fades, right now, the are, our fades right now are Philadelphia, Arizona, Green New Bay, England, and Green. And yeah, we don't have just it. took Adams though. Yeah. Well, I just I assume that's who you said. It you has to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, this team is this is already pretty over leveraged. You can eat the it, Adams. You gotta take Adams at that point. Yeah. Um. So who's our place kicker in defense? Who cares? We need Prater, 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 Prater for Why, sure. Davis? Is there maybe an old SNL yeah. sketch? No, don't, dude. That was one of the worst experiences because I thought I had this like treasured memory and no one remembered it. It's it was so funny to me. That and, is then a I well, and, and then I rewatched it, and of course it was not like it was funny, but it wasn't as funny as I remember it. Like I remember uh this like very drawn out Jesus with this weird southern accent, and that's not how it played out. Anyways, it doesn't matter. the re- The real reason to take Prater is that How clip. How stoned were you when you watched that SNL skit the first time? Pro- probably pretty stoned, I would imagine. <laughs> but the real reason is that Cliff is just begging to kick five field goals against the he Los is. Angeles Rams in a playoff game. He can't wait to do it. Yeah. Um. All right. And which defense did we say? Titans. Pa- Patriots. I feel like the the Patriots. I feel like we do it. I feel like we actually do the Tennessee fade we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Yep. Um. All right. There we're it is. Digs. Buffalo's had had to throw. It. Can we it see it for a second? Three. Pull it. Pull it back yeah. up. This is a fun one. The Tennessee fade. I feel like this is pretty off the board. Let me know who I need to uh, send five dollars of Ethereum to, so that uh, <laughs> so that I can get my share when we get paid out here. <laughs> Davis, this this one. So this on is me. on a. Th- this one's on ETH. Uh, what are we doing? The 35 then? Yes, I registered that five was a, that was a teams. Crashing joke. It, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Davis, you could send me uh, a Penguin Fight Club NFT uh, for this one. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any left. They're all. Uh, they're all for sale on uh, LooksRare.com now to earn my to earn my Looks token. That's right. Um, well, thank you, Davis, uh, for joining us today. Like we said, we are going to be here every day this week doing FFPC Playoff Challenge content. We'll be back. The next three nights are all going to be at our usual time of 9.15 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, we have the Boomer Opto with Hassan and Blair. Thursday, we have Sean Siegel joining us to talk some Galaxy Brain angles. And then Friday, of course, capping it off with Leone and Dink, our drunk build, trying to recapture the magic from last year. Also, Pat will be sharing his ownership projection spreadsheet in the ship chasing discord. You can get access to that by becoming a YouTube member and then sync it with your discord account and it will unlock that channel. Anything else I am forgetting here, fellas. Nope. No. All right. Well, that is it for Davis for Gretch for Pat. I'm Pete. We'll see you guys tomorrow.